0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a QA and a session that followed my build guide for the Colossus, outlining a lot of the things you can do with him, how you should kind of move around and use the shield a lot, as well as different builds. If you want to check that out, be sure to listen to that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. Twitch.tv slash rage. I might be live right now, so come on in and join us. Uh, and if I'm not live, click the follow button so you don't miss out on these. You can take part in the question and answer sessions that people have been doing so much lately. If you're coming in from the other places i greatly appreciate you doing that if you're in the live audience right now and you haven't clicked follow yet that's another great way to support the cast i'm going to just jump right into the questions here ethan simpson says do you think there should be more lmgs added to the game i think this is a very very early question to ask given how much we just saw in the end game trailer that they released about how many guns gun types perks and different things they're going to be chasing you got to play a super super small slice of the game so anytime somebody plays a demo and is like I don't think there's enough you know LMGs in the game I'm not really sure what, how you're arriving at that conclusion we saw a very I think limited sampling of both drops as well as equipable items so I, 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 I like the LMGs but I'm not worried about the quantitative amount of any guns right now excuse me because the, the game's not out yet Salonus says, What are your thoughts about autocannons? I didn't feel like running an autocannon gave me a significant over benefit over comparable LMGs, and I felt like much longer reload time was not worth it. I felt like the auto cannon had a lot of potential in times where I could just hold the button down and have almost endless ammo. Uh, just the ability to just dump ammo into a crit spot on a boss or if there's just a swath of enemies and I just feel like mowing them down. I think the real challenge with the Colossus in general with weapons is that if you build him properly, much like the Ranger, you don't really need to use your weapons. So I when I look at him and I look at the auto cannon, the reason I like it is because it it enables me to feel almost like it's a contextual weapon to who he is. He's this big huge almost titanfall like you know monster and the big wind up you know chain gun is pretty dope you also have to remember that we were using you know mediocre versions of the gun and then going into content and taking the difficulty up to hard i would think when you get into the harder levels and you start getting like a masterwork or an epic version of the auto cannon, the wind up would be faster the reload would be faster there are going to be i would think versions of those guns that you're going to want to use in general i think that's a problem in games it's a problem in destiny they make guns and archetypes that are just by nature trash like they don't work well in 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 a lot of the environments and so nobody uses them uh and so i would hope that they wouldn't do that with what is i take it as that's like one of his defining you know guns is an auto cannon and then there was the cloud burst they're sort of defining weapons it's kind of something that only he can use because of how big he is and I liked, in certain circumstances, pulling it up and ADSing, you let it wind up, and then you step out, and that thing is just ready to rip. You don't have to wait for the windup. As long as you ADS and aim it, it starts to spin up. And I, I don't know, I like that. Now, I'm not going to tell you that it's super efficient and awesome and everybody should use it, but I could definitely see pairing up with a Ranger with Muster Point to buff the gun and just dumping an entire clip into a boss if I don't have anything to use on the boss like sometimes the boss if you look at him you can't really use your ult or you know the, the, the colossus abilities are a little bit su- better suited for getting the combos which feeds your ult but after you use your ult what are you going to do well you could go jump on a muster point and just unload your auto cannon and probably do a lot of damage and, prob- and it would probably feel pretty awesome the combo count there is just unbelievable did you see that oh wow he's so fun to play with Bless Binky. I did not get a chance to play the demo, but was wondering which Javelin you think is the best or the most fun. Pretty clear from the talk, and even at the end I said, The Colossus is my absolute favorite, and you just saw firsthand reason why. That Seeing that pop up is just so satisfying. We thought the combo thing was corny the first time we saw it, like a year or two ago, because we didn't understand the game. Now that's all you want to see. So, Evil the Waffler. I have slow internet. Destiny seems to be the only game I can go online just fine my fear is that if I get Anthem I can't play due to slow internet what do you think it just depends on how your slow internet interfaces with the with the dedicated servers now in theory if I were to theorize I would think you'd have a better time with dedicated servers than peer-to-peer because Destiny's peer-to-peer which means if you have slow internet and you don't have a good connection to whoever's hosting the instance or if it makes you the host of the instance then that could i think have more detrimental effects to your experience but maybe that's what destiny's doing maybe your connection is so slow a lot of the times it's making you the host which there's nobody in your instance initially and everybody else comes into your instance which then they would be experiencing a little bit of latency and lag connecting to you but overall it wouldn't affect you that much if you're interfacing with the with the anthem servers and having a lot of lag and latency because you're having to send packets and you're having to receive packets from the server if that back and forth is slow it probably will diminish your experience but there's no way to know you'd almost have to try it out so you could always do the trial with ea access on the xbox or if you're on pc you could do the origin and then try it and see and if it's terrible I mean there 's nothing they can do they 're providing a dedicated server environment, and if your internet is potato that there 's nothing they can do about that. Some areas of the of the world and the country just struggle with good internet. you know I think you were here earlier, maybe somebody said they they were like they, they moved out into the country to be with family, but the internet out there was very poor. It's it's an unfortunate reality that internet's become interwoven into our society, and that some places just don't have high speed, and that's becoming more and more necessary for just basic things like televisions now coming through the internet for some providers. You know your 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 mobile devices, your gaming experiences, all of that gets funneled through the internet, Captain. Uh, Cock- uh, Captain. Co- I don't know how to say that one Captain says Can I play the ranger only with grenades um, I'm going to open up the primer thing And see if that's possible I don't think it is because you don't have grenades in your assault launcher gear ability, so you could when you pick a grenade, you're picking a grenade gear. You're picking from frag, inferno, frost. Seeker grenades are sticky. Only one can be equipped at a time. That's the slot that it's in. Then you go to your assault launcher, and it's seeking missile, pulse blast, spark beam, venom darts, or blast missile. So none of those are um, none of those are grenades. So you cannot run all grenades. W. Brooks. What are your thoughts on the Colossus not having a traditional shield like the other classes? Some people equated this to the Javelin being too squishy and not tanky. He was too squishy and not tanky because he didn't have the right mod components for the Strongholds. They basically put him in encounters where he should have been having decent mod components to raise his health and armor, and he didn't have those. I got one item. One. One blue mod component specific. You can get universals but I got a specific one. Two the Colossus. It added like 800 armor and 400 health or something ridiculous. And my entire experience changed. So I think as you play gradually with him, you'll just get those things. You're not going to be jumping into like a slice of, a, of the game and then being like, oh, I'm too weak because you're going to slowly earn your way there. Dropping us in sort of haphazardly and not having like well formulated built out loadouts for the javelins, I think was a little bit of a mistake. Because I think people came to false conclusions about the Colossus. Because he just he was he was squishy, but it wasn't like he is squishy. He was squishy because he had everything you know basically turned off. You could get into the end game of 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 Anthem, go in and not unequip all of his really really good, you know mod components, and he'd be squishy and weak. But that's because you're taking off the stuff that he needs. Ghost. Uh, Ghosted says, how do you think Destiny will hold up during the release of Anthem? I think Destiny's content uh, drip feed is working, and I think the release of Anthem falls in a really good place. It falls in a drought. I mean, we're not having significant droughts, but we are having we are having drought. There's time where there's just not really anything going on. And Anthem drops during that time. So I think it's a good fit. I think a lot of people have already kind of drifted from Destiny right now. They're playing other games. They're trying other games. They're paying attention to Anthem's demo, Anthem content. They're paying attention to The Division 2, which that beta is this week as well. So I think that when people naturally drift away... I think they'll naturally drift back. You know, they'll do season of the Drifter, will start, Joker's Wild will start, and that's in March. And that'll be like a solid half a month to a month of Anthem. And that'll be enough time for people to be like either saying, I love this game and I can't stop playing, and then that'll keep cycling it in, or they'll say, Not really for me, or they'll say, I don't want to go back to Destiny. I think the likelihood of people saying, I don't want to go back to destiny is very minimal because I believe Anthem scratches a completely different itch and satisfies a different type of gaming habit. And I think you're going to miss destiny. I played Anthem all weekend. Then when I booted up destiny on Monday, I did have that feeling of like, Oh man, I'd love to be grinding my, my, my javelins right now. But as soon as I started getting in gunfights and and popping off my abilities in, in destiny, I was like, Oh yeah, destiny is home. You know, destiny's home. So I think these games are going to coexist very well. Uh, I am I am UR Media. I know story content expansions are scheduled to be free but are there other types of paid content besides cosmetics that have been outlined? Keep in mind the cosmetics can't be purchased. They can only be purchased with a microtransaction currency and they can also be purchased with an in-game currency. There will not be any Any paywalls between you and the items, they can all be earned. So there's not going to be something they put out that you're like, oh, I I, I can only get this with money. So just let's clarify that about cosmetics being, quote, paid content. You don't have to pay anything. You can earn them all. Second, as far as having to pay for anything, the only thing I think they've toyed with charging money for is if they add more javelins, but if they add to the story, the world, the experience, they you know they're tacking on to the services, then that is free of charge. That's been they've made that very very clear, and charging for javelins, I think there will be people that are just anxious to hate and anxious to criticize, and I think those people will do that. I think they'll be like, oh, they said that we were going to pay for anything. I think they'll take criticism from people that don't matter uh, if they charge for the javelins because the javelins would probably if they add javelins down the road they're not going to be super soon i would think they'd be months months down the road um and if they were to do that it would be sort of like a this isn't this isn't a this isn't a story this isn't content this is a brand new javelin i feel like they should have given themselves wiggle room and said you know all these things will be free the only thing we're considering charging for in the future is if we add more javelins and i think most people would have read that and been like that sounds pretty good but when you make a statement that sounds all inclusive i think they are opening themselves up to criticism when people are like you said that we wouldn't have to pay for any any new content and they're going to they're going to take issue with that and say that the the javelins are a form of content which they are which is why, again, I think they should have given themselves wiggle room. I think it's fair to charge with the javelins. I think they set themselves up for criticism by making it sound like you'd never pay another dime to just keep playing Anthem. Supernova, what do you think about the raids in Anthem? I don't know enough to comment on this. Um... Uh, even with today when they showed the cataclysms and they said that's going to be a way to give really, really random and, and crazy encounters for people to, you know, enjoy in the end game. Even then, I, I, do, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. We don't know anything about the raids. It's a lot of speculation. If there will even be raids. The West, you know, were there any clues to for the economy in the latest trailer? I saw there's somebody in one scene with a bunch of coin down in the corner. I think I saw maybe thirty-six thousand or three hundred and sixty thousand. Like it was a lot of coin. But again, they use building environments to record a lot of that footage, so it could have been somebody who did have a disproportionate amount of coin just so they could customize their javelin that was gonna be in the trailer. I don't I don't know. I I wouldn't use the trailer to, to uh to determine anything. Because, even if you're like, oh my gosh, look how much coin they have, we still don't know what the earn rate is. The earn rate could be really slow, so that much coin could take an eternity. Like, the, the earn rate is really the issue. So, as long as the earn rate's in harmony with the earn rate of other items, if you're covered head to toe in purple gear, you should be able to afford some purple cosmetics. If it's dissonant, and you're, you've are you been playing for a month, and you're covered head to toe with you know with epic purple gear, and you're, fu- you're farming and hunting for masterworks, at that point you should have the internal economy should be in rhythm with the amount of gear you have now it did seem like today um it did seem like today in the trailer that the coins for the cosmetics will come from specific things not everything i think at the capture event some of us were misunderstanding what was happening we had a bunch of coin and we thought we were getting coins from everything. Now, I could be wrong, but it did seem from today and even from the demo, the public demo, that if you want coin, there's specific things you have to go and do to do that. And I don't know if they're going to limit that. Like, that might be how they bottleneck the earn rate so that you, you can't get more than X amount of coin per week. You do every, if you do every single thing, every single daily and weekly, and then maybe they even have a monthly, at the end of a month, my question would be, What's the max amount of coin I can have then? If you're going to limit it and say these are the only game, these are the only you know activities that give coin, So that's a question for me. Is what's the earn rate? But then also, is there are, are there only specific things you get coin from, as a way to you know limit it? Uh, Lanar says, I like. The crafting system and how it allows you to reduce RNG's power over you. I like having some level of control over my loot. That said, do you worry this will lead to lack of variety in playstyles and players will find what they like and grind to craft their way to legendary and bypass the RNG element of the game? I mean, that's obviously a potential, and yes, we watched the new Anthem video. That's obviously a potential that... It could just turn into a resource farm i don't think that's going to be the case i think you're going to have reason to go farm the activities and get drops because even let's say once you get a masterwork weapon and you like it but you don't like the flavor text and you want to like make more of that weapon you're going to run out of resources really really fast so i think you're going to have to be just naturally playing the game and getting those resources from the activities I don't think you're going to be able to like run a resource loop and be like, Oh, forget the strongholds, you know, forget this, forget that. And as Milo is saying, you can't craft legendaries. So if you really want to go for the, you know, the big primo drops, you can't craft those. You're going you know, you can craft up to, I think, masterwork. They were showing that in the trailer. So yes, you can, you can craft up to masterwork crafty rascal. Was there a team meta that developed? It did seem like a Storm priming for a Colossus and, a, and an Interceptor priming was really, really good. But I don't know if a team meta... I didn't, I didn't notice a team meta. There probably will be metas that, that emerge, like things that people find to be really effective because, you know, the, the Colossus on top of a Storm's consistent priming or an interceptor's consistent priming is deadly, and I think a lot of folks are going to turn their nose up to the Colossus because of the demo, and then they're going to see folks doing insane combos and constantly having their ult, and they're going to change their mind uh, Solidus Scott where in ga- where, well, Were there in-game symbols on each ability that made it obvious if the ability was a primer or a debt? Yes, those, uh, those icons have since been updated. A primer is like a, a circle, and a debt is like a spark. It almost looks like kind of like a ninja star with like four points those are your um those are your uh that's the that's how that's the symbols that they use valor bunker how do you feel about special abilities for masterwork guns shown in the new trailer i think that's really exciting i think that's an answer to a lot of the people they're like well the guns feel weak they could have guns could play a bigger part in the end game they could play a bigger part once you you know once you get the right uh the right build that complements a certain gun that complements a legendary or masterwork Level guns, perks—you know, you could get some light machine gun that just really complements a certain style build that you hadn't tried before. But because it lets you engage in debt from distance, it changes your loadout. Train twenty-nine, twenty-nine. Can you explain the timeline of the next few weeks? I'm confused. I know the game releases on the twenty-second, but the streamers get early access. No, it's not the streamers. If you play on PC, if you play on PC, you can sign up for Premier Origin Access. And then, I believe, pre-order the game. And you can play on the 15th unlimited. If you have EA access on your Xbox, you can play for 10 hours starting on the 15th. That's how they're doing it. And then the full game launches for everybody everywhere on the 22nd. Uh, We already answered that. What do you think about the Railgun for the Colossus? I liked the Railgun because if you're going to play a little bit more drawn back and somebody else is priming for you, it was really nice. And the Railgun does single target, but because of his area of effect from the combo, there's that huge combo explosion from like a laser, it it felt really cool. The first time I did that, I didn't realize that I was getting a special bonus on my combo because I was a Colossus, Um, so... Just to clarify, if you have Premiere, you don't need to own the game. You get full access with the subscription. But, do, oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. You have to pre-order the the, the the really good one, though, if you want the skins, right? Or when you have Premiere, if you have Premiere, do you get everything? Do you get all the dope skins and stuff, too? I'm curious about that. Valor Bunker: The new trailer says the best loot will be available in Strongholds. Do you think it would be good when Legendaries would only drop in Strongholds? I mean... <sighs> I don't want to take away exciting world drops because there's something special about that but I also don't want somebody just running a loop in in free play and getting a higher turnover rate of legendaries than somebody who's like actually running the end game stuff Um, like I personally think that that was something that really hurt that really hurt Destiny year 1 of Destiny 2 is just you could do the lowest level content and get the same sort of advancement and gear As somebody who is running hard content. So I would love to see them really consider keeping free play super limited. Now, you got to be careful though. You got to be careful. I don't want to take away world drops. And you also don't want to make pieces of the content irrelevant. If you're willing to go into free play and take it up to Grandmaster 2, then you should be getting the increased drop rate and the chances of the good stuff. Because that's going to be tough. And... I don't want any part of the game to become irrelevant, and the difficulty spectrum really helps with that. A lot of times, like in, you know, we've talked about this, you get to Destiny, you get to the end game, and so much of the game doesn't matter to you anymore. And in Anthem, raising the difficulty can keep those things relevant. Tyler, I played both demos. I think the game is not solo player friendly. You rely on others too much in the game to prime and detonate. And if you could change your loadout on the fly based on random groups, it would be better. Uh, I feel like this is a really bad design. What are your thoughts? I I do hear where you're coming from, but I think you have to kind of own your role in the game. If you're going to refuse to team up with people or try to meet people, then you got to play the cards that you're dealt. I would have a prime and a debt build, you know, build a Colossus that can prime with the flamethrower and then debt with melee and debt with the, you know, the missile. So, or whatever it's called, That that's on you to a certain extent, you know? If you build a loadout that doesn't, you know, require teammates. If you're playing solo, that's just something you should do. You should know, like, don't load up solo and go all primer on your Interceptor or your Storm. Because if you're playing with people that aren't really set up to to debt, then you're going to be really frustrated. And I could hear where you're coming from. You're like, well, I want to run this ability or I want to run this loadout. But it doesn't work really well with when I'm playing solo think about it like this I really like running double debt on a colossus it's not a good idea probably to run double debt whenever I'm going into solo play because if I run into a bunch of other guys with debt heavy classes we're going to get really frustrated with each other but if I know I'm playing with my buds and one's an interceptor all you need is one interceptor and double debt's just fine for a for a, um, a colossus so I, I, I could run Double Debt. Now, I can't go into solo play and get mad when I'm running Double Detonation and nobody's priming. It, own your role in the game to a certain extent. If you go in and play with people and there's good communication and good synergy, add them to your friends list, you know? Be like, do you normally play during this time of day? This idea that you, if you are going to be sort of like antisocial which is fine everyone's different but if your preference is to be antisocial boot up and not really talk you don't want to hear anybody talking you don't you know you don't plug a mic in and all of that well that's fine but then that's your choice and that comes with its own challenges and that's a self-imposed challenge that's not bad design that's you are playing a game that has been built in a certain way and you're playing it in a way that it wasn't designed that doesn't make it bad design if If I go and buy Tomb Raider and I want the entire campaign to be co-op, I can't get mad and be like, well, what terrible game design? There's no co-op. I mean, I'm going at a game that was designed in a certain way. It was designed to be like a solo player experience and I'm asking it to be something else. So there's no uh, chat or text chat in the game to communicate. That is 100% false there is voice chat that will be on by default at launch. You will automatically be in voice chat as it starts. Now, there's no text chat, but that's because if they do text chat, they have to do voice-to-text, and that technology getting loaded into every game is like a government regulation, and that's why there's no text chat. That's That's just more things they have to do, so as long as they don't put it in, they don't have to do that. And the explosion from you know, my abilities being hindered by other people not being there. It is frustrating, but again, it's a self-imposed challenge. So that makes it on you to deal with. It's not their fault that you are trying to play a cooperative game by yourself. MDK Dragon, what is your opinion about the Cataclysm being a timed event? Apparently, I think as long as it lasts like a week or at the or at like bare minimum a weekend you know they did trials just on the weekend xur is just there on the weekend in destiny and nobody's lost their freaking mind about that faction rally lasted a week so that that would be my thoughts as they would give you a solid week to go in and do it and i think rhythmic urgency is the key to people getting really addicted Cause you're gonna want to be decked out before the first cataclysm. You're gonna want to be able to go in there confident that you've got a build and you're ready to rock and roll, and not miss out on what's going on. Um, and then obviously play as much as you can to get whatever you know, get whatever items. Iron skeptic, how do you feel about enemies' fire damage to your javelin? Those elite scrappers with the big shields just tickled me with their super accurate flamethrowers, and that would take out my whole shield and half my health. Then I had to leave the battle for a significant amount of time because I was on fire. Thoughts? Oh, I didn't have this experience. I mean, most of the time that I got really, really singed and really, really weak, it was because I was standing still and not being super agile. I think a lot of the times people feel like this game wasn't fun or this game wasn't good is you're just you're just standing still. Anytime I was standing still with the Ranger, I knew it because my health and shields would start going down significantly. A lot of the times Milo was saying it's a gear issue. It could also be an aggro draw issue. If you're the only one on the ground standing still, do you know what's going to happen? You're going to draw all the aggro. So you're going to be getting shot by multiple enemies. A lot of the times I died really fast and got frustrated was because I was basically drawing all aggro. I had guys shooting at me from the left, up on the right, sniping at me, and then if somebody up close hits you with that flamethrower, I mean, you're going to lose your health really, really fast. Whenever I was up in the air or jumping around and changing locations a lot, I was not taking that much damage. I wasn't. I was I was able to stay alive a whole lot longer, so I think a lot of the times it's because you're standing too still, or it could be a gear issue. Um, I did not skip your question. I did not. You don't know the order of the questions, um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I think it could be a gear problem, or you're standing still for too long. Uh a shack start to level thirty. How long do you think it'll be before the end game begins? Um, it. A lot of questions have been submitted, Carl. I'll get to it when I get to it. Don't be that way, dude. I can have the mods delete questions if you're going to be pesky, my friend. Like You're going to encourage other people to be the same way. Um, so I do have to kind of push back on what you're doing in chat because if I allow you to pester me about where your question is, other people will start doing the same thing. So I can't allow that. You can't do that in chat. It'll become a nightmare. Just wait. I'll get to it. Um, thank you for seven months uh, confusing tea. I appreciate it. Um... Shaka asking how long do you think it'll take before the end game begins? I mean, that's what level 30 is. Level 30 is the end game. I don't know how long it'll take to get to that, though. I don't have a prediction. Uh, D Jiraz says what do you think about equipping two of the same weapons? In the demo, many players would run Tyrant Mine with Double Devastator. Um, I, I Ah, i don't know if that's a good idea because I, it's not a shared ammo pool i don't think so when you emptied one devastator you probably had ammo for the other one so yeah i would think that they need to um they they would need to not allow you i don't think they should allow you to do that um so yeah if i skip questions i'll say why i do skip questions by accident sometimes that's why i don't want people to do what you're doing don't pester me if you literally visibly see me skip your question then tell me i have done that by accident before i front load a question start talking and then i skip it because i i I forgot that i haven't answered it so i don't mind if you guys call out me missing questions i do want to be told if i accidentally skip one Um, but I'll tell you if I skip it and why I'll read it and be like I'm not really going to answer this I already did that kind of a thing saving annihilator this may sound confusing so feel free to skip this is more related to marketing and the negativity EA and Activision name bring do you feel the developers are going to have to do like respawn did with legends and say this is our game our idea not the publisher essentially do you feel publishers need to start trying to be more distant so games don't suffer from the publishers received negativity i don't know how you do this because their names on everything so they you know ea is going to be in the trailer it's going to be on the box i i don't know how you do that now I don't know if you want to create this contentious this contentious environment where they come out and they say just so everybody knows Anthem is our pet project and our baby. We don't give a frick what EA says. Like they can't do that. Like now the way that Respawn handled it with Apex Legends, they basically wanted to make it very clear. This was our decision to do this instead of a Titanfall, right? Now they said there's got they've got more Titanfall stuff to it to do this year, but Titanfall 3 is not being worked on. So when he says more stuff for Titanfall, I don't know what he means when he says that cuz they made it pretty crystal clear they're not doing uh, you know, a Titanfall. So, I don't think you can you can create this distance and in the situation with Apex Legacy, they I mean they were very clear in saying we didn't want to promote this game because everybody would start criticizing the microtransactions before it went live and then nobody would care about it nobody would play it I mean I think that says something right I think that says there is a unique relationship going on here where gamers hold part of the blame a company. I said this in a couple talks recently. Developers are scared to death to talk to the public, and that's exactly why. Because you can literally... The mob gets riled, YouTubers start to create videos that are misinformed, and all of a sudden, your ship gets shot down before it leaves port. And it's like, what in the actual frick is going on? That's happening to... That's happening to uh, Anthem. It's happening to Anthem. So... The Anthem versus the Apex launch, it's very, very clear that sometimes gamers are the enemies of games, not the publishers. I'm not gonna say that every publisher, every microtransaction thing that's <laughs> happened, I'm not saying they're they're innocent, but I'm saying we have to own we have to own our part a little bit in that we're so easily manipulated and stirred up that we have made publishers scared to death to launch and talk about games unless they do it in like a really. I mean, honestly, what they did with Apex was super risky, and it costs a lot of money up front. They had to bring out all the content creators, turn them into partners, compensate them heavily, more than likely for both the trip as well as streaming the game live on Twitch or YouTube or making content. So, I think in that, I think in that realm there there's a big big problem in the gaming world right now and that's why i've gotten so frustrated with people that are like <clears throat> people are like oh lono you're just a shill you're just defending the game no I'm not I want games to come out and be good I want them to be excellent and I think that there's significant problems when a game company basically says we didn't want to market our game at all because the gaming community would have killed it before it even started and instead they surprise you with it you fall in love with it and now everyone's singing the praises of a game they may have murdered before it launched I just think about that for a minute. Like, think about the power of the angry mob and how much it can ruin. It's ruining lots of things in society. Video games is just one of them, right? Everybody that's trying to make society more safe, right? I don't feel safe in society. Like, they say that we're more safe by all this. Like, attacking people, trying to have their jobs ruined because tweets from 20 years ago or whatever. Like, the thing that happened with James Gunn that kind of stuff, I don't feel safe in society when that kind of stuff happens I actually feel very threatened by an angry mob that can ruin my life or the life of anybody just because and can ruin a game could murder a game before it launches just because they like to get angry and downvote YouTube videos and make hateful comments on the internet, so that launch of that game stands as a a clear sort of indictment of the gaming community to a certain extent we didn't want to tell you about our game because you would have murdered it before it came out. But we surprised you with it, and when you don't have all these preconceived notions and clickbait YouTubers dogging the game before it launches, you play it and spend money in it probably willingly. Because they have loot boxes in there. I mean, nobody said a word about that. Now, they've designed them very well, you can't get dupes, and there's no power associated with them, so but they are selling uh, legends in there. You can buy them early and they have really strong abilities and you can buy them. You can buy power and not wait for that power and that influences the flow of the game. So. B.R. Croft says, our boss is able to be primed. I understand primed at mechanic, but was never able to prime the giant spider. I'm not sure if it was a glitch, I'm not sure if you're gonna have to be stronger, I don't know. I have zero clue. I don't know if there's perks that you have to roll for that are that like increased chance to prime bosses, increased chance to prime armored enemies, I don't know. Because I, I, they showed us stuff today in that endgame video and they showed stuff getting primed. So I, I, It could be a glitch, it could be we didn't have the right gear. I actually don't know how it's supposed to work. By the way if you're new to the stream. And you're enjoying the back and forth. This is live. I'm obviously playing recorded footage. I do this segment called SNTR Presents on a Regular Basis. My screen doesn't always look like this. I go full screen with the gameplay when I'm not doing this. But I take a a subject, talk about it, and then I take your questions. So I did a guide on the Colossus build. If you're enjoying this content, please click follow. That's an easy way to support what I do. That's just that little heart. Pepper Onion Soup. If I craft a gun and I do not like the perks, is salvaging it and recrafting the only way to re-roll the perks? As far as I know, yes. And I don't know if you're going to be able to do it infin- infinitely. You'll eventually run out of materials. I don't think you like break down the gun and get everything back. That would be ludicrous. I think you'll start to you'll craft maybe one, maybe two, and then you're going to need to go farm for more materials, especially if you're crafting the high end stuff. Valor Bunker. Wouldn't it be more informative when the damage numbers of combos would pop up and the combo sound instead of ten times the word combo? I think this is good feedback, and I think they could put that number somewhere else. It doesn't need to be right in front of you where it says combo. They could put it down on your javelin or near your javelin, like the number of damage that you got or something after action reports would be another great way to show this you could show number of combos you could say here's all the extra damage that was gotten from you know combos you know when you like go to Kroger and they give you your receipt, and at the bottom it says, here's how much money you saved. They could say, here's how much extra damage you did because of combos. You, you know, Here's all combo damage total. That could be pretty cool, too. So you could see the difference between, hey, we ran through and we did a lot of combos. Hey, we ran through and we ran some of the raw damage abilities instead and did less combos. How efficient were we? How much damage did we do? How long did, this, did it take? After action reports would be super informative. Super. Cruxley. loot drops seemed to drastically change abilities and gameplay for each javelin. Are the ult supers fixed, or can they change with mods and loot drops? Okay, they're fixed, but I was told that apparently there's an item, a mod component that lets the javelin, I'm sorry, the Colossus ult, shoot an extra shot. But, they're sort of stuck, as is for now, with probably minor modifications from mod components, and... After that, I think months down the line, we've en- we've envisioned, and they've even said they've envisioned doing new or different ults for the Javelins, but for now, they're pretty much as is, and you can modify them slightly as far as I know. Uh, Valasoth, what do you think of the recent change of removing the pilot talent tree and moving those abilities to mods? I I was not connected to this game in alpha and all of that, so I actually don't know what you're talking about. I I found the mod components to be pretty self-explanatory and not confusing. If it was previously stuff for your pilot, I think maybe they just wanted to make it very clear, everything is for your javelin. Valor Bunker. The new trailer features heavy physical effects that pushes enemies around. Did you experience this at the capture event? 524 in the trailer. No, I didn't. Um, So I'm not actually sure if those were abilities or just explosions causing that. That's cool, though. I know that the combat's supposed to change pretty dramatically. Somebody in chat said yesterday that the devs were saying Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3. Uh, some of the enemies will have new mechanics and new ways of engaging with you. Uh, thank you for 19 months, cool out Gizmo. And so they're not just going to be tankier. They'll fight different. And I think that... The other thing that could start to happen is they'll be smarter. I felt like the AI was pretty stupid, and I think they addressed that. Somebody said in the stream where they said a lot of the AI in the demo is just going to kind of stand there and that's going to change. Similar things could happen with our explosions and our combos. It could actually like move, like physically move the uh, the enemies. Distracted Nerd. Lono, do you think they will do some, ba- uh, some balance changes to the ultimate abilities? Currently, in my opinion, the Storm is the only one that is in the right spot. I disagree with this to a point I didn't use the interceptor ability enough but I've heard that it can be very very strong if used properly I happen to think that the ranger ult is right where it should be it's versatile and it gets to wear two hats it's great for clearing a big group of ads and it actually does pretty good damage if you use it on a boss and that versatility is justification I think for it not doing insane damage to a single target that's not really its intention and if you play the way that I kind of laid out in the Ranger build guide video, you'll see that you'll be getting ability, you'll be getting combos so often and feeding your ult so often that the Ranger's ult is meant to be used frequently as opposed to like a big huge one like the storm that is good for a group, but it really shines on a on a boss cuz it just does so much damage. So I actually would would argue they all felt pretty good to me distinct and having their own purpose. Again, I feel like a lot of people are thinking like Destiny players, and they think all of the ults, all of the supers should just do tons of damage to a boss. Why? Because you're thinking like a Destiny player. You hold your super, hold your super, okay, Blade Barrage. Hold your super, hold your super, golden gun, nova, you know, whatever. And I think that mentality changes when you start playing the way that I've outlined in these videos. You're constantly feeding your ult with combos and should be doing your ult on a regular basis. And if you're playing appropriately, you will actually start to feel like you're throwing away super energy. Oh, I'm holding on to my ultimate and we just got a huge combo. That's ultimate energy I just threw in the garbage can. Right, I, I didn't even use my ultimate. There was a time where I, in, in my in my ranger video, I said, you want to use your ultimate often. And in a matter of, I don't know, maybe 20 seconds and a handful of combos, I had like 15% of my ultimate back. Um, so, the Ben Irving Twitter has a new uh, roadmap type image. They posted a uh, post launch on Twitter, the devs. Let me cover up, we'll, we'll, we'll interact with this during the Q&A. Um, Let me cover up the the question because it's going to start to get kind of wonky. So let's see here. You said Ben Irving did. All right, I'm following Ben Irving, and he says... Okay. Gameplay calendar, act one, two, and three. Um, Let me pull this up for you guys here. Let me pull this up so it's actually in the... In the video footage. If you're listening to the audio footage, I will do my I will do my absolute best to read this uh, to you, so you can understand what it is we are looking at. Um, ben Irving, there he is. And here is the roadmap. So launch on February 22nd. It says March 2019. So as soon as we get into March, Act One starts, which is Echoes of Reality. And then Act 2 and 3 are sort of grayed out, but there is, that just says it's locked. So there's Act 2 and 3 that are going to be at intervals, it looks like, I don't know when, um, but there's intervals throughout, probably, I would think, this year, okay? So starting in March, Echoes of Reality is then outlined below in the image, um, and it says update one evolving world update two stronger together update three the cataclysm so when act one starts in march i know i can't scroll down um i i I can't do it the way that i have this oh wait i know how to fix this hang on hang on and there we go sorry uh so that's at the bottom there um and then down at the be- the bottom it says new events, quality of life, new rewards expanded progression system, new stronghold, guilds and leaderboards new missions, the cataclysm so um, I think this is great uh, I'm going to tweet this out say a nice I can't type because I'm like stretching a nice initial glimpse at the road map two words I guess Anthem Tweet Okay So let's get back to the footage And back to the questions That's actually really exciting to see That they're already sort of speaking to um, That desire that we have as a community Like we want to see what's coming And it looks like they're already looking to save Like the month of March being an injection of lots of stuff, so that's really exciting, and people are people are getting excited in chat over the over the leaderboards. Um, so, let's go with the next question, Kegbearer. I know you are a Colossus fan, but do you think it minimizes the great mobility mechanics of Anthem? Then again, I do love the varied playstyles between the javelins. I actually think if you watch what I'm doing in this sequence right now, you're going to see that the mobility is there. Here's the thing. Mobility doesn't always have to be quick, quick laterals of agility. It can be very, very, it can be forward momentum. The forward momentum of the, of the Colossus is very, very good. If you run, jump, and melee, you cover ground fast. I was getting to combos and meleeing groups of enemies. I was getting there faster than my, my friends sometimes. I mean, what I just did there, you fly and then you melee out of flight. So... I believe that the Colossus does have really good g- good agility. His agility is more on a straight line. He's more like a train than he is a... I, I'm trying to think of like like a motorcycle. He's not a motorcycle, he's more of a train. Like a motorcycle can do zips and laterals as they zip down the, the highway, but a train is more like, I can go fast, really fast in one direction. So I, I really enjoyed playing with him and doing a, a more aggressive push, especially with the flamethrower or a group that's doing a good job of... If they're really, really priming well, and I don't have a dead ability, man, I just run in there and I melee. It's very, very satisfying. He's not as slow as you might think, but he doesn't have the lateral agility, and I think that's okay. That's what his shield and is for. Valor Bunker. Do you plan to use all abilities and many weapons during level up to get the blueprint challenges done? Uh, I I guess maybe I don't know I haven't made a decision about that that kind of stuff sometimes catches my attention and sometimes it doesn't. The Guardians seven 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 Lono, do you think that the Colossus will be weak versus bosses since the combo and components seem to lean towards crowd control? Well, his big boom is not doesn't seem crowd control. The Ranger's ult seems good for crowd control. I think there's a problem with his ult. If you want my honest opinion. I don't think it's getting crit bonuses, and I think it's supposed to. There's no way, because some of the times you'll see in this clip where I'm fighting the spider, his ult I don't think is getting proper damage against the boss. Because I'll use it on you know tanky enemies out in out in like the stronghold, the guys that have shields or the big the big metal guys that have like the physical shields, and they they die pretty quick. They do pretty good. Um, so I I think that. I think that there's something potentially wrong with his ult against the boss in particular. Um, Ben Irving confirmed that all Javelins have the exact same movement speed. It's specifically their lateral movement that's different. Base speed is the same. Well, that's in line with what I said, because I said I did not feel slow on my forward momentum. I didn't. I didn't feel sluggish. I felt, I actually felt snappy for how big and clunky the dude is. Um... So yeah, I I've I like right there you can use this sniper and if I shoot the back 11,000. I mean, I'm getting more damage with this sniper than with my ult on the boss. I don't think that's how it's supposed to work. What's good, Indy? Valor Bunker says, "Guilds are confirmed in the new trailer. How would you like guilds to be integrated in the game?" I would love it. This is this is this is right here a great way to do it. You'd go in to do a stronghold or an event and you say, guild first, and it pings your guild, and people are like, oh, somebody's trying to do a stronghold right now, and they can go and get ready, and then they can go hit, yeah, I'll join you, and then it throws them into your matchmaking. That'd be freaking dope. Anybody online at that moment that might be considering doing something could just hop in and play with you you know if you got comms on you're ready to rock and roll if you do that and you wait for like a solid two minutes or something you can just push a button to say expand to matchmaking that would be a magnificent way to funnel you together you meet some people you have a good time you're like hey you should join our guild it's real it's real simple to join people you know what i'm saying um so it that right there, like he got like a th- what I got like a thousand on that first hit, like a thousand forty one or something. Um, I I don't think his ultimate was working proper on crit spots. The Guardian seven seven seven. Do you think this should add an option to look at your match made squads loadouts before the activity starts? I don't know if they could institute just smart matchmaking and say, oh, this guy's full debt. We're not going to load you in with three other people that are running full debt. You know, Colossus. That'd be kind of stupid. So they're going to try and say, okay, we got a guy that's really heavy on debt. Let's try to find somebody who's really, really heavy on prime. I, I don't know if that's something they can do, but I would hope they would have something like that, you know? An inspection-type screen or a load-in-type screen that would let you change your loadouts before going in would also be cool. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, I like running Double Debt. It's my strongest build right now. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. If you want to run Prime, though, I think it could make a great pairing. He could be like, oh, yeah, no problem. And they go in, and they, they, uh, they change some stuff, you know? I think that could help. That's a quality of life change that would be super helpful. BR Croft says, do you think they have a vendor like Zer with items typically available? Would you see something happening like that? I don't think so. It doesn't seem like you're going to vendors to get your gear. You are sort of finding it and crafting it on your own. Maybe materials, but other than that, no. Scuzzbox, do you think there will be an app for Anthem like Destiny or Battlefield? It's possible, but initially, I'm not sure how much reason you'd need it because you do everything at the forge. You don't get gear and change your loadout while you're out and about. Caro. Could you talk about the Colossus abilities? Which one should get buffed for you like you did with the Ranger yesterday? I did that in the talk. I outlined all the abilities I thought should be stronger. So if you want to see that, watch my Colossus build guide that I already did. Iron Skeptic. I didn't realize the point you brought up regarding text chat. However, uh, what about the people who are deaf or mute? I feel text chat should always be in game, at least on PC. Again, there are, there are actual legal reasons why people are very, very not wanting to do that they're they're not wanting to feel like they the companies have to put in the voiced voice to text right Egnarts, thank you for the uh, the 12 month sub dude enjoy the red badge um i hear where you're coming from but i do think that expecting companies to spend development time on in-game technological solutions for folks that have impairments it is something that is noble and I, if, if they can it's nice that they do it is there an imperative on them to spend resources, time and money to create in-game technological solutions so that people who are like deaf um, or mute have ways to communicate I, I don't want to create an imperative on a company and say you better make all this technology for these people I think that gets heavy handed I would trust that over time they would add these things. There are literal, like, laws that state if they put text chat in the game, they have to have voice, voice-to-text voice in there. And that is something that not every game is equipped to just throw in their game. Um, And so... And, like Waffle saying in chat, it would have to be programmed into the engine. So, like, that is, like, if you think about any of the games you've ever played, I don't know about you, but I've never thought game chat was that impressive. I always think game chat sounds like butts. And we always use Discord or party chat, right? Like, game chat being in games is there to just be like the bottom barrel catch all for people that don't want to do party or you're just playing in a public environment. Um, and you're, so you're, you don't have a chance to get into a party. So, I would love it if folks with any sort of physical or auditory impairments are able to play games and enjoy them. I want them to enjoy games as much as the rest of us, but I also don't want to place undue hardship on a company and say, you must do this, uh, you must do this, and it's going to cost you extra money and resources and potentially hurt your efficiency or your launch date or whatever, or it might not even work that well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, your typical Mexican, thank you so much for six months of subs, dude. Um... So, it gets touchy it gets touchy because I mean think about the controller solution that Microsoft just came out with it was a very very touching and heartwarming commercial in the Super Bowl it gives me the feels every time right I, I I, want every kid to be able to be a part of the bigger worlds when the dad gets emotional and he like says what he says he's like th- he's he's I forget how he phrases it but the dad says that you know they don't they don't know that he's limited right he's just a gamer like the rest of them I always said that when I went to the St. Jude events for a moment these kids with cancer are not a kid with cancer they're a hero in a story they're a fighter in a game they're a they're a they're a car in a racing game they they get to they get to leave the, the the struggles that they have so like i want that for people but at the same time you have to be sensible and and not make those sort of mandates because here's where it really gets dangerous if you someone in chat says bioware is a big company they can afford some hardships you have zero clue about their bandwidth and their budget so you're not informed on that and second if you make them do it then it becomes a standard and you now have created a precedent and an imperative on companies of all sizes that offer any sort of in-game chat. So, it's, it's, it's a touchy subject and I want to be sensitive and empathetic, but I also don't want to be heavy-handed and create all these imperatives that are bad for the industry. So... Uh, A.O. New. Do you think Anthem should do what Bungie does with the TWAB, giving community transparency on future content? I think they're doing a fantastic job communicating with us. I think Bioware is hitting an absolute home run with the consistent communication of the community. Asking them questions on Twitter, you almost always get a response. Their their blogs, their updates... they are the I th- I think at this point they're the most transparent company I've ever seen. I, I mean I know people really sing the praises of Warframe and I think they've done a very good job too with their streams and their updates but I've never seen a company prior to a game's launch have this level of interaction with the community and this level of transparency about their game. I think it should be applauded, and that's why I've gotten frustrated with them getting so much dirt kicked in their face with stupid screenshots and dumb YouTube clickbait videos. Like They're doing what we always have wanted companies to do, is talk to us. Let, listen, when I started doing content creation four years ago, you go back and watch my early, early commentary my early subjects and the things I talked about, I said that I believe there was a path forward for gaming that was symbiotic, where gaming companies and communities could work together to make games better and more enjoyable, more profitable. Everybody wins. Like I saw a future for gaming that I believe we're beginning to live in right now. The changes made to Division, the changes made to No Man's Sky, the changes made to uh, to Destiny. These are things that are happening because there's a new vision for game development that is not this... Waterfall of make the whole game, keep it kind of secret, hype it up, shove it out there, make as much money as you can, and move on to the next project. We don't care if people are mad. We're entering a new era of gaming where we're playing a part in the the fine tuning of games. Right? De has Megan rev Like, yeah, I mean, Megan Reb are like it's it's almost like a sitcom the way they go back and forth on Twitter and stuff. It's 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 very charming. And I think that more and more companies are going to want to hire people like that to be out front, to be the ones that are like taking the questions. It takes it takes a special kind of person to be able to do that. And I think that I really do think that if if gamers can catch that vision, they'll start to see how destructive toxicity and negativity and hate and jumping to conclusions. They'll start to see how unhelpful that is, and they'll start stiff arming it. Okay. So blind praise is just as bad as blind hate. The difference is is blind hate is destructive to what could be good and blind blind praise is is uninformed and disingenuous. If I had to pick between a YouTuber that was just sort of blind praise hype train getting really exciting as long as they're not being misleading they're just sort of like it's going to be amazing it's going to be so good and they don't they don't really have a lot of information to go on. I would honestly take that over somebody who just dispels false information and and profit, get, profiteers from from manufactured outrage and, and and hate. So, I think we're I think we're nearing that medium where folks are starting to realize we play a far bigger role in the betterment of video games than we than we think. And then in and more than we were able to in the past. 911 Medic How do you feel about ammo economy and Anthem? I feel like I was running dry way too often. Do you have similar issues? If you're running out of ammo, you're using your gun way too much because almost every, excuse me, almost every enemy that dies drops ammo. So if you're running out of ammunition, you're doing two things. Number one, you're probably staying still and not using your abilities and using your guns like crazy. Now, I was running out of sniper ammo, but the amount of damage that it outputs, I think that was appropriate. The, 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 the amount of ammo I had for my sniper, just, it felt fitting for the damage output of the weapon. But if you're running out of ammo consistently, you're playing, I, I don't want to be mean, but you're playing wrong. Um, so if you're constantly moving and killing enemies, you should always have ammo. And if you're really relying on your abilities, your guns should be almost an afterthought, almost an intermission to the to the fireworks show of your combos. Clurak. this probably has been talked about but i feel the hud is lacking we're supposed to be high-tech mech suits and it feels like we have no info what do you think about adding a mini map or squad status displays squad status displays will be there in the final version they're actually very intuitive you can see the health and there's a little radar arrow pointing where they are i really liked it real smart but it's not there all the time and i think minimal hud is to be praised not not to be knocked now if you want a mini map i would want that to be optional um there are times where i wouldn't mind turning it on if i could do something maybe on the d-pad or something to bring bring up a mini map and then have it go away Um, just because pulling up the map takes a second and for those quick checks that'd be kind of nice like oh i'm really close to it it's right over here oftentimes i got really close to something and then had to pull the map out i was like oh it's literally around the corner but i think the minimal nature of the hud is such a good choice because your the focal point is the action and your and your your javelin. I love that. I love that about Dead Space 3. Almost basically no HUD. Your 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 actual suit informs you of your health and your recharges and stuff. And the ammo the ammo on the gun counter. I mean I love it. I love minimal HUD. MDK Dragon Do you think that the new Anthem video about the endgame will somewhat quell people's worries about endgame? Sounds like there was quite a bit to do, not to mention other post-launch content. This is why I kept telling people that their doomsday commentary about only three, you know, only three strongholds. I was like, you have zero clue what you're talking about. This is also why I continued to say, you're thinking like a destiny player. You're thinking that the, that the strongholds are basically nightfalls and you're like, oh, no strongholds and no raid at launch and people lost their minds. Why? Because that's the what destiny players do. They get to the end game and there's this teeny tiny circle of nightfalls and raids and that's it. 90% of the game becomes irrelevant to you after you are max level. So people were approaching Anthem the same way. And with one video, with one video, they show how ignorant it was to be so presumptive about how the endgame was going to function. This is why the campaigning against the game, the, the unbridled hate, the uninformed anger, is, is, at its core level, is just stupid. You need to stop being a pawn in a, in a play and in a, in a TV show that you're not getting paid to do. You're not getting paid to act out this this your role in the entertainment story of like let's get everybody riled up. Stop being a drone and a pawn in a reality TV show that doesn't do anything for you, okay? It's these these YouTubers are going to probably I think slowly learn over the years that they're just they're going to lose their grip and their foothold. They're going to become like reality TV. They're going to become shells of themselves because they sold and and they sold their their channel and their value and their identity down the river and took on an identity of just false fake manufactured anger and stuff like when you watch reality shows I hate watching them you can tell so much of it is scripted and manufactured and I feel like a lot of YouTube channels are going to go down that go down that lane because that's what they deal in they deal in the, the illusion of the illusion of things are bad the illusion of things are dramatic and terrible and eventually people start to I think burn out it's like okay enough's enough man the game actually turned out to be pretty good so Kin, Kinvara <clears throat> Kinvara says of the 20 to 30 hours I played this second weekend I spent 90% of the time in an interceptor I held on to my ult for bosses and legendary kills uh, as a and also as an oh shit button uh, was it just me or did you notice the interceptor javelin when played correctly could solo carry the stronghold on hard this is I think this is a pretty big overstatement uh, no, I don't think so. There's a lot of snipers, there's a lot of turrets that um, are gonna hurt you on the, like closing that space. When I played Interceptor, you know, you're agile and you have the triple dodge. Um, but I don't think the Interceptor's carrying the team on hard. Now, I think he's strong. I think he's actually very strong, and I think his I think his skill skill to pay out is really good. But you also have to remember something. The AI was really stupid in this demo, uh, and a lot of them just freaking stood there. And that was probably aiding the interceptor, because I think if an interceptor would try to just run hard solo like that with all blue gear, I think you'd draw a lot of solo aggro and get freaking melted. Um, I, uh, you know? I think you get melted. And Texas Boy Lee, I do think that the unpolished nature of the game came from the fact that a lot of it was server side and I think there was a lot of optimization that needed to happen and I think what we played at the capture events was just in a better state and if the servers are running smooth and some of those optimization hits I don't think you're going to feel that 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 that's those rough edges as much rage pepper any chance EA allows people who got Nvidia promo standard edition to upgrade to Legion of Dawn they're missing out on money and making people like me bummed out I would think there'd be a way for them to do that. I, I don't know why you couldn't just go into the origin store and just buy that piece of it. I don't know. I, that's a good question, though. Creed Bub. What do you feel needs implemented later down the road that's not level difficulty to keep the game's longevity and people interested? All new abilities, all new ults, augment your javelin to function completely different, like maybe the melee changes, things like that. But it still needs to function within the identity of the Javelin that you've grown to love. So you wouldn't want to like turn the Interceptor into a slow-moving tank. That would be, that'd be stupid, right? That's not his identity. But you could augment everything and change it all. Uh, the way the abilities work, you have two equipable abilities, and there's five in each category right now. They could double that very easily, I think. And that would add a lot of variety to your loadout. And a lot of things to chase, and a lot of things to do. And as long as there's big cool bosses to land your practice combos and your and to run through with your your optimized loadouts with, I think it's a fun. I think it's a very fun content loop, you know. Supernova, do you think snipers are going to be good? They were good in the demo, uh, Mister Clean. What do you think is better, flamethrower or railgun? Well, railgun's a debt, and flamethrower is a is a is a primer, so they're not competing. Like, let me double-check this and make sure I'm right on this. Uh, yeah, Flamethrower is a primer, and Railgun is a debt. I mean, they're competing for the slot, but their execution is totally different, so I, saying which one's better is kind of tough. Uh, Evil Ken. Is there a way to re-roll inscriptions? Maybe something like Diablo 3? I don't know if they're going to let you re-roll inscriptions. I don't know. I think you're going to craft that item again and again and again and that's how you get new inscriptions and that's going to be costly at the higher levels especially Uh, you got juked did you see the official anthem gameplay series part 2 video yes we did how do you feel their explanation of the end game is what are your predictions of the end game six months after release if if the image that Ben tweeted out is to is to inform our, our kind of view of the end game, and you couple that with their video, I feel like every couple of months we're gonna enter like a new era where something new is happening, some thematic type of storm or cataclysm is ha- you know, is happening, and that would probably then set the tone for the gear that you're chasing. So you're getting new abilities and stuff. Almost like the rift season thing I said that Diablo does. That's how I kind of envision them. Go, you know, the way that uh, the way that it's going. Mm-mm. Yangutan says, Not sure how much you played Interceptor, but it's my favorite. However, one thing bugged me constantly. If I had an aura, I could not crit, and I felt like it was pointless me killing stuff I was priming. But sometimes the primer would wear off before a combo hit, so my aura went to waste, and my ult would not get the same recharge as the others' do you think this needs to be changed? They have to be careful because if you're just constantly priming, deading, priming, deading, priming, deading with the interceptor, I didn't like that either, but then people were like, you're priming for your teammates. So if the storm is sort of a bird's eye view primer from from up top and the people uh, more on the ground... You've got your dead on the ground, which is, you know, your Colossus. He's kind of more... He's he's more boots on the ground. He doesn't have to stay on the ground. But he's a little bit more boots on the ground than, like, the Ranger or uh, the Interceptor or the Storm. And so the Storm's up in the air priming, and then you're kind of on the ground as an Interceptor doing high damage... And priming everybody around. So you should be targeting like the really, really, you know, high value targets, high, you know, high health targets. And in doing so, you're auto priming everybody around you. Now you can't combo those things. That's where team communication and team synergy are going to come into play. Clintus was playing with me as a storm, and when he circled back and kept priming stuff for me as my Colossus, I had a much better time. If you're going into big groups of people and you're priming everything and no one's detonating, that that's frustrating. you got to communicate that. I was playing with the match-made Colossus. I was an Interceptor. I kept priming entire groups of people because I'd get a kill. My aura would prime all of them, and this dum-dum's over here staring at a wall. And if he doesn't death them, it's like a waste. So you really, really need them to to work in conjunction with each other, or that especially the interceptor, I think, feels slightly uh, slightly limited, you know. Milo, is the new robot image they say new loot. Does that mean new weapons and abilities? I would assume so. What else would new loot be? I mean if if you can get if you can get the highest level version of a mortar and you get it and you get it with the and you get it with the abilities that you like. I I would think that they're not going to add like another version of that. Now maybe they could add different flavor text. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they maybe they could do that but I would think new loot would be literally new loot like new abilities, maybe new guns but I would think components only that'd be pretty limited, I could see them think about it like this, I could see them every time there's like an event, they add one ability per javelin, or maybe one of two abilities per javelin, one for your your LB, one for your RB you know that's marginal, it's not huge but it's something new to go chase after and try And if they and if they set it up to where it's good for that new stuff, you know thanks for three months epping Uh, welcome back you know then that could i think that could work really really well you know shadow viper i'm loving the game so far with both demos but the crazy amount of load screen seems excessive to me from the other events that you attended have you seen or heard anything about maybe those being decreased in the final game no um ebon dog thanks for three months that's kind of part and parcel to how you move around right now on console it's probably a bummer because load times on console tend to be longer I had the game installed on an SSD so the long load times for me I was like I can't imagine this on console it's got to be worse you know yo conflicted Bano Getting close to two years, man. 23 months. Thanks. Uh, loving the variety. Thank you, man. I appreciate that very, very much. I'm loving it, too. Jack Bauer, the homie, with 29 months. Thanks for keeping your prime up here. Oh, thought you shared it already? Yeah, they made it so you can share again because of cumulative subs, so it's letting everybody share their subs again, which is why I have sub alerts turned off. It's, like, super, super uh, intrusive to the flow of the stream. Um, So, yeah, I, I would think that the load screens are going to be something that you just grow accustomed to. Um, supposedly it's a little faster at launch. I would hope so. I mean, especially on console, it was tolerable on PC, but if it's tolerable on PC, that's like, that's really rough on console. That's why the, you know, the ADA bounty system in, in, in destiny, when I've criticized that I'm like, dude, this has got to be misery on console, constantly leaving and flying back to see her because of the load time, just miserable. So... Guys, if you're new to the stream, this is a segment I do on a pretty regular basis. This is a live broadcast. These questions were coming in live in chat. I did a Colossus build guide. It'll hit my highlights, YouTube, and pos- podcast platforms uh, later. And if you're enjoying this type of content, it's like an interactive radio show. I do this all the time in Destiny. I'm going to do it in Anthem, and I'm going to do it in Division 2. Be sure to click the follow button so you don't miss my content if you are enjoying yourself. Uh, basically, I play the game full screen, and we get to have a fun time and talk. But then I'll break to this segment, talk about something specific, Gameplay is still pretty prominent. And then I take live questions from you in the audience. So, again, following the channel is an easy way to support what I do and make sure that you don't miss what I'm what I'm covering. If you're listening to this in the other places, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can tune in live. I might be live right now, so come on in if I'm live. If I'm not, click the follow button so you don't miss the stuff. If you're here live right now, I'm not shutting down, but I am going to do an outro for the podcast. I appreciate you listening and watching my content in all the other places. Please like, share, and subscribe.